Man, I can't believe that happened. Yeah, that, man, that was crazy. Oh, okay, okay. Here, here's the next customer. Yeah. Hey, man, how you doing today? I'm good. How are you? Good, man. Where are you coming from? I'm just down the street. Good, man. Can I grab your ID from you? Uh, yeah, sure. Perfect, thank you. you anything to drink tonight? Uh, no, not right now. Nothing? No. Nope. No pre-drinking? No. Nope. Nothing to eat? No. Nope. You weren't eating anything? I mean, I, had a, I grabbed a bite earlier. What'd you have? I had a burger. How long ago was that? An hour ago. An hour ago. Nothing to drink? No. Alright, man. Have a good night. Go on in. Whoa, whoa, whoa. How old are you? Uh, 18, 19. Ah, oh, interesting. Get out of here. <laughs> And welcome everybody. This is this week's episode of what we got going. Uh, this is Mandy. I got Jeff here. What's going on everyone? And we actually have a special guest here today. We have Mike Donis. What's up? Not too much. Okay, so you know, we want to know your life story and about all the things that you've done in your life as a security guard. My life story is a security guard. Yeah. Yeah. Let's hear it. We know you got some stories. Where do, you, where do you start as a security guard? Uh, the first time I actually did security was at the Transylvania Club, but I wasn't actually security. Um, I was a member of the dance group. We came back uh, during Oktoberfest okay, after yeah, yeah. doing a set. Yeah. And yeah, we could tell like the guys that were doing security were a little excited because they had to kick out basically a hockey team of a bunch of guys in their like early 20s yeah and yeah it didn't go well it just basically uh, created an anthill of people brawling with each other i hate those anthills i hate them <laughs> yeah. oh i hate them but yeah basically all i did is anybody i didn't recognize i put them in an arm bar walked him through the hall, up the stairs, out the back door, and went and got another guy, and I did like about five or six guys that way. Mm. And I was actually the only guy actually doing any ejections until the cop showed up. So the, you did this while you were a dancer? Yeah, in later hosing. So like you would like stop your performance and go do it, or like you would just be walking around and then you'd do it? No, we just got back from uh, doing a set at one of the other clubs. Yeah. And we came in uh, like our club and I was just getting something to eat. Yeah. And yeah, when all this stuff started going down, I actually had to put down my schnitzel on a bun and my beer at a table. And <laughs> I asked the people there if they could watch it. And yeah, I kind of, that's how the, my first experience doing security. Okay, that would probably be horrible for you because you love schnitzel. <laughs> okay. It wasn't horrible, but uh, yeah. It was kind of interesting the next day or the next night going in and all the security guys were talking and bragging about, you know, how such a great job they did. Yeah. And it's, that's when I realized like three quarters of the security guys out there are so full of shit. That's true. But uh, yeah, that's a fairly acceptable number, I think, for people who are willing to watch everything happen and then brag about everything they did. Yes. Make up these giant stories of all the things they got into where it's like, that happened, but that wasn't you. <laughs> That's always really interesting because it's always like a really tiny guy who will say that they were in it or they did something mm -hmm. when they had nothing to do with it. They were like a bystander. Yeah. They watch it happen and then they just implant it themselves in the story. Yeah. I'm having a flashback to somebody else. I bet you are. Yes, I am. Oh, do tell. Um, 
a former associate of mine and Jeff's. Um, one night, me and Jeff were taking a, uh, a gentleman out of a club downtown. Yeah. And he was getting chirpy and stuff on the sidewalk. And me and Jeff were, we grabbed him and the manager were there said, no, give him a chance. And he let him talk and me and Jeff were on either side of the manager. And after a few minutes, this guy, he shoved the manager. So that's when Jeff and I, without any rehearsing, we picked him up on either side. We each grabbed an arm, took a couple steps and we threw him into a pile of garbage bags <laughs> that were okay. nearby. Yeah. And then next night we got to hear all about the, what happened from someone who had minimal, if any involvement. I don't know he was even there. Like, I don't know if he was 10 feet back watching us and saw it, or he was upstairs looking through a window, but he wasn't. He brought the guy us. out. Did he? With somebody else, and he didn't go back inside. He watched from like about 20 feet away. Yeah. And when this went down, he inserted himself into the okay. story the next night. Yeah. So Interesting. Okay. Uh, okay, so you started at Transylvania Club. Yes, sir. And when did you when did you work there? Um, like roughly. Oh boy. Like what year? Do you think was that really? Did you consider that work or just kind of your first step into what it was going to be? It was a step in. I volunteered. Well, after I left the dance group, they asked me to help out with security one year. Yeah. yeah. And I could only go like just a couple nights, but they basically had me in the back stairwell, making sure no one goes, you know, through and back and. Stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Just controlling access from one hall to the next. Yeah. And it was boring. Yeah. Um, a friend of mine, he was running a Toberfest at Hubertus House. Yeah. And I just volunteered there and I it kind of inadvertently became security. Okay. Because they were having problems of fights breaking out in the games room. Yeah, okay. And they put me back there and they put me in charge of the you know, the, you got the block of wood and you got to hammer the nail in. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, when people stepped <laughs> that sounds in. nice. Give these drunks a hammer. Yes, I know. <laughs> Perfect. Well, the first year, yeah, they noticed right away. As soon as people walked in and they saw me standing there with the hammer, maybe that's not the place you want to cause problems. Yeah. Is that the game where you have to, like, hammer as many nails as possible, like a minute or something? that or how long how many strikes it takes to get the nail in gotcha yeah gotcha. okay like yeah. i've seen some guys they could do it like one shot like a three or four inch nail into a block of wood yeah oh, wow. seen some girls that could do it in like two okay 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 so you're in you're in that room yeah, yeah. okay and that would, that would be your first time at security then informal security i guess Formal. okay but yeah, it wasn't until years later that I think my first job was at Sammy's Garage. Oh, okay. So that's where I actually got to wear the security shirt again instead of just wearing a white shirt in the back hallway. Yeah. Okay. So, okay. So, so when were you first security? Like back in like 2000s, before that? It has to be close to 20 years ago, so. In the 2000s, you were there. Right. Yeah. Okay, makes sense. And then, so Sammy's was like, what kind of bar is that? 
your average nightclub. Um, people come in, drink, dance, get crazy. Was it like like a hip hop bar, country bar? No, not country. Uh, yeah, hip hop top forty. A little harder rock here and there, but. So if you did that back in the twenty years ago, like hip hop would have been like a huge thing. Yeah. Right. So it would have been like. The clubs would have been packed. I know when I started at like the Revolution, that's when it was always like the main room was all hip hop. So mm -hmm. it was always packed and you had massive lines all the way up the hill when yeah. you were there. Right? So. Well, I can remember Sammy's like Friday night was their big heavy night. Yeah. And it's like everybody in town had to go there on Friday, even just to go in and have a drink and go on to other bars. Was Sammy's here in town? Yeah. Yep. It was right on the corner where kind of McCabe's is. Yeah. And the oh, beer okay. store. It was like right on the corner. Yeah, where gotcha. the beer store is now, that's where Sammy's used to be. Yeah. Oh, okay, gotcha. It was torn down by uh, one of the owners downtown that bought the property and he didn't want the competition. Then mm. later on, he changed his mind and realized maybe tearing down the building was a mistake. Gotcha. So. Okay. And so when you're at Sammy's, what did what were you in charge of? Or what did you do there? Um, well, controlled uh, access between the two buildings. Um, it used to be Howl at the Moon on one side and Sammy's Garage on the other. Howl at the Moon was the restaurant. Gotcha. Now Howl at the Moon is connected to Rock Sands Strip yeah. Club. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, controlling access between the, the two buildings there and uh, watching the smoking area. Then they moved me up uh, doing IDs on Saturday nights when it was a slower night. Mm -hmm. And controlling uh, the stamps going upstairs and, and watching this one area in front of the one girl's uh, beer bin. Like okay. she was really good looking. Mm -hmm. So she would have guys showing up to her beer bin and not leaving. And it became my job at the top of the stairs. My primary job was to keep the stairs clear. Yeah. In case somebody had to be taken out. But yeah, I was right beside the beer bin. It was also my job to shoot guys away so more guys could come and buy beer from her. And yeah, she made a lot of money off me. Okay. Did she like, did you get tip out when you were there? Yep. See, like that's, I think tip out is a huge thing that most security don't get now. It's just like a lot of the bartenders get their stuff. Sometimes security gets tip up, but not everywhere. Yeah, it's yeah, it's pretty rare now. A lot of places use it to subsidize wage, so they'll they'll pay you less. I think well, you get tip out, so it'll make up for the extra two three bucks we're not going to pay you. Yeah, yeah. But like it never really did. I. One one bar that I worked at, Tippo was not bad. You, you you get paid like minimum wage at the time. I think was maybe eleven seventy five something like that. So you get that, and then if Tippo, you might get like an extra twenty bucks at the end. Mm -hmm. so it wasn't that great. Not that great, but it seemed like a lot back then. Because it was just cash. Yeah, it was just that free money where you didn't know if you're gonna get five bucks. You didn't know if you're gonna get twenty. Magically, you got thirty or like thought it was the best thing ever. Yeah. Hmm. Sammy's Garage, we typically got like around 30 to $40 tip out. Yeah. And, and it was great because, yeah, we go across the street to the pita pit and 
you know? Yeah. And they had like the security special where it was a double meat pita and a pop for five bucks. Oh, nice. Yeah. But it was basically to get us into their their shop. Yep, to keep all the drunks out. And keep the no drunks problems. out. And once we got served, that's when they closed for yep. the night. Nice. So it worked out in the end for them pretty good. Yeah. And we liked it, so. You know what, like um, when I used to work at Phil's, there was like the same type of deal next door. The pizza place? The pizza place, yeah. 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 So at the end of the night, we'd all get free pizza as long as we kept the drunks and the owner's business safe. Kind of like Mel's Diner? Yeah. Yeah. Well, like, we didn't really get discounts at Mel's Diner. We all kind of shut up. No. No? Oh. I was paying full price for everything. Uh-oh. Maybe I was in the wrong. I got a lot of free milkshakes from them. Yeah. That's because you're cute. That was it. <laughs> okay. So I usually got a lot of free stuff, too. Never. Never, like nothing, nothing, like nah. Hmm. Maybe I got an extra piece of bubble gum, that crappy bubble gum at the end. <laughs> yeah, I love that bubble gum. It's awesome. I rocked that spitting competition we had. Yeah. yeah. Spitting competition? Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. I don't know about okay. this. Well, <laughs> well, with that shitty bubble gum, after a minute, yeah, you know, it's rock hard. Hundred percent. You don't, you don't want to chew it again. No. Yep. So we would stand at the edge of the sidewalk in the parking lot. Okay. And at the handicap parking. Yeah, the yeah. handicap parking. It's always clear. So, and then you try and spit as far as you can. And if you didn't get it out of the handicap parking, you had to whip your dick out. <laughs> yep. Okay. And <laughs> I've thankfully never had a bad day and I've never had to whip my dick out, but some people are terrible at it. I would be yeah. horrible at it, I'm sure. And the trick is to, to shape it into a ball before it turns rock hard. Yeah. So yeah, you can spit and have it roll. And bounce a little, yeah. Yeah, bounce and roll. The, the people who put it in right away, spit it and it basically stick right yeah. away. Wab right on the ground. Yeah. Okay, okay. But yeah, you can tell like which one of our security personnel were formerly in prison. <laughs> 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 Look at that go. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Did you ever have to whip it out? Nope. Okay, okay. I probably you I probably would have had to do it every time because I would be able to do it. Maybe. No, I'll practice. I'll practice practice to make it perfect. Well, I thought it was pretty easy. Yeah. Cause that's what, like eight feet it has to go? More well, than that. Yeah, maybe eight to ten feet. If you didn't want to whip it out, you were given the option of going to pick up your gum and trying again. Yeah. hundred percent I would have picked it up. We've uh, seen quite a few guys pick it up. Yeah. Also seen quite a few dicks. Yeah. Yeah, you can't block them out. <laughs> no. Okay, fair. Uh, how long were you at Sammy's? Um... Like about a year, year and a half until they got shut down. Okay. They had a tax problem with the city, so they lost their permit. Mm, that's the competition took over and destroyed the building, you're saying? Uh, the property went up for sale. I actually so it sat there for quite some time. Yeah. Um, like during this time, I actually worked for a bar in Cambridge for about a month, but that was getting to be a pain driving that far for that money. Um, yeah, then I got hired at the Wax and 
and that's when the owner of the wax bought uh, Sammy's garage and okay. decided he didn't want to open reopen it as a new club yeah and to make sure that nobody else wanted or could be able to because apparently there was a company in Toronto looking at uh, buying it right and opening up on King Street which would have been direct competition with his clubs right yeah he he flattened it so Okay. Then later on, he wished he, you know, didn't do that. Yeah. So yeah, I guess I believe he's leasing out that property to the beer store. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So that one and the one couple up to the LCBO. Yeah. He's just out of all his other businesses in between. Mm-hmm. Cause I know there's a convenience store in the middle there. There's that pizza place. There's no pizza place. But that Italian restaurant? Okay, yes. That's one. Yeah, La Cucina. Yeah. Yeah, that's his. Um, there's an empty building beside that, and it's a convenience store, and it's an open space, LCBO, McCabe's beer store. Gotcha. Okay. So you're there. Is there anyone that you remember working with back then that like really stuck, stuck out to you? I remember, yeah, guys from each bar. You got really close to them. Yeah. You think about them later in life type thing. What about the ones where you're like, good, I am glad that guy is gone. Oh, yeah. Yeah, every bar has a few like that. Mm -hmm. What's the one that sticks out right away? What's the name that comes? From there. From Wax. From Wax? <laughs> Boy, am I allowed to mention their names on the air? Sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, PJ could be a handful. Yeah. He was the guy who would insert himself into stories quite often. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. Wasn't it uh, Gardner, the one uh, cop downtown? Mm-hmm. He was, he was, Gardner was telling us a story of something that happened to him. Yeah. And... PJ interjects, he's like, let me tell the story, let me tell the story. And Gardner goes, no, you're just going to screw it up and put yourself in the story. You're just going to make something else up and lie. <laughs> and he basically, like, metaphorically pushed him off to the side. Yeah. I can remember when this happened, going to the to Jeffy, it's like, did that happen? Did I just witness that? Did that really happen? <laughs> yeah. I couldn't even remember the story that he told. No. But I remember, I remember that same thing happening, and we kind of look at each other like, "Ha ha, ah, shit!" <laughs> he does it even for the cop stories yeah. too. Yeah, it's not just us that know about it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, but yeah, there have been like a few guys that it seems like all they ever do, you know, they want to join security and bounce. You know, just to start fights, it's like, what is happening in your personal life that you have to get out your frustration on somebody else that much? True. Zero. Actually, I think I think we've all probably met those people that are just so eager. You start them at like a simple job just to see if they will actually do it first. To see how they're going to react, what they're going to do in these situations. Yeah. Before you end up in something bigger than it should be with someone who's not going to have your back in. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Is making things worse. 100%. So like, um, like a riser position always yeah. seems like it's a dumb job, but it's actually really important. 
It is. You're, 100%. Yeah. You're the eyes of the bar and you're calling in the guys to help. Yeah. yeah. Talked about that last week with Steve. And like people think it's just some position where I just got to stand here. It's like, no, you got to do a bunch more than that. You got to watch like half this bar. You got to watch our backs. You got to tell us what's going on because we can't see everything. Yep. Like you're, you're, Mandeep said, the job's more important than it seems of just standing on a riser. I can remember when I first started at Wax and they put me on washrooms. And I kept seeing like drunk guys stagger into the washrooms all night. Mm. And I kept calling the guys from the stage, this guy, this guy, this guy. And there was like, you know, 15, 20 guys I was kicking out or getting kicked out. Yeah. I never left my, uh, left, uh, my box, you know. And it was like a month later at one of the meetings, uh, it was brought up by one of the supervisors there. Um, like, yeah, there's this new guy. All he's doing is like standing on the box by the washrooms, you know, and he's kicking out three, four times as many people yeah. than we normally do just from the washroom. That was like an easy spot to pick them all out. Like yeah. that was the easiest. Yeah. Like if you ever were a little board and you wanted to go find something to do, you'd go stand and wash them. Any bar, any club. Yeah. yeah. That's that's where you're going to go find them. And like you see some weird shit in the washrooms too. Mm-hmm. What have you seen? What is the weirdest thing? What's that one story that clicks in your head of, ugh, what's that one story that makes you want to not do security ever again? Oh, not not do security again? Yeah. Like I, that, that was it. Done. I don't want to well, deal with this. My night's over. But you're crazy because you still did it. Well, <laughs> you still stayed. Caught the, the guy and the girl having sex in the, the washroom. Okay. Which washroom? Wax. Uh, girls washroom. Okay. But the weirdest thing I ever saw is when I just randomly walked into the washroom to do a check. Yeah. And I saw a guy go in the stall and you can see on the floor, you know, like there's dry spots on the floor, but it's basically covered in pee at this time late at night. Yeah, yeah. And he sat down. Ugh. Didn't like he didn't pull his pants off. He wasn't going to the washroom, but then all of a sudden this white powder sprinkled across the floor. Gotcha. Then he started dabbing it up on his finger and snorting, Ooh. and that's when I got help. You know, and we basically waited for this guy to finish. You know, and we told him it was time to go, and he asked why. I said, "Well, you're doing drugs in there." He goes. Oh, I wasn't doing drugs. I was just helping clean up the, this mess. Someone spilled drugs all over the place here. <laughs> Meanwhile, my stomach is just turning. It's like, you're snorting pee. Yeah. It's like, ew. Yeah, well, I guess that, like that, at that point, usually late at night, they don't care what they're doing. I guess not. But they're gone past that point where they know even like where they are. So, so I get that. So that's that'd be your like so that's your worst story. You haven't had that someone was, covered in shit, shit themselves. The guy, yeah, one guy went in and he did shit and he seemed to to fail to remember how to use toilet paper properly. <laughs> okay. And it was all over his hands. Uh, and we did not want to touch him. And I can remember he was trying to shake our hands. It's like, nah. -uh. Yeah. Yeah. And it's funny when you do go in the washrooms to kick someone out and you're putting on your gloves. I've had people say, oh, you're going to mess somebody up. It's like, no, that's not my job. 
No, well, why, right. are you, why are you putting on the gloves? Because y'all some dirty motherfuckers. Yeah. And I said, you know, just stand here and watch to see how many people actually wash their hands when they leave this room. Yeah. Well over half do not. Oh, yeah. Half, that's like, that's pretty high. Usually the sinks were dry. That's how you knew the people sinks were, were dry. Yeah. Yeah. Like you're like, oh, like the, the bar's been over three hours and the sinks are all dry still. What is going on? <laughs> so, yeah. Like, that, that's better than like the times when people are so drunk they forget to take their pants off. Yeah. And then they just shit themselves. And they're saying, oh, I'm just taking a crap. I'm like, you look, like your pants are still up. Like, what are you doing? And then they come out and standing up and shit's falling out as they're walking. Yeah. Like, oh, this is disgusting. Yeah, that's so gross. Yeah. yeah. But like, that is something that does happen. It's... I'd say that's, I've done those objections probably four or five times where someone hasn't taken their pants off and shit themselves. Okay, you know, so there's, there's some times where you just can't make it. You've, you've had too much to drink or you, you mix drinks. Never. And it's just... Never. It's, no. <laughs> See, like, I personally have not shit myself, but I'm saying, like, that's how you should, when you go to a call and it's, someone has done that, is because they either ate something they never have. Like, oh my God, like, we're having Indian tonight and you just <laughs> destroy your stomach. <laughs> Your insides have been flushed. If I'm eating yeah. Indian, the last thing I'm going to do is go spend my night drinking and get obliterated. Correct. That doesn't sound like a good time to It's me. coming out of both ends. Yeah. With so much fury. It's horrible. I, I obviously can keep it down because that's a normal food for me. Yeah. But anyone who's not used to it, like... Like, um, if, if you're not used to spice and you have spice, like, you just sweat buckets. 100%. You, you yeah. can see them at the club, and, and you know, when as like a security guard, you see them and you think that they're on drugs. Yeah. Until you talk to them, like, no, no, I just had Indian food, or like, I had some spice. I don't think I've ever talked to anyone and then being sweaty and be like, this guy's on drugs, I'm gonna talk to him. And they went, I'm okay. I had Tabasco sauce for dinner. <laughs> I don't think that's ever happened. How many times have you talked to someone yeah. and they just went, I had some spicy Kung Pao chicken. You went, cool, man. Tandoori chicken? Yeah, exactly. I don't, oh, I don't think so. Yeah, okay. I have talked to people who have said like, oh, I had some spice and I can't even handle it or lactose intolerant and I had some lactose. I've never had that happen. Mike's had it happen where someone had some tandoori chicken and they were uh, throwing up in the bathroom. What do you mean? <laughs> throwing up? This was at uh, Flying Dog and yeah. I saw someone in there sitting on the seat, but straddling it, facing the tank, because okay. they're doing a line off the tank. Gotcha. I got my partner, uh, Adam. Oh, yeah. And we just waited for this guy to finish, and he came out, and it was a former employer of mine. <laughs> oh, yeah. And he saw me, and the look on my face, Adam was like, what the hell? Because my jaw just hit the floor. I, I had no idea this guy did drugs. And, but yeah, his excuse was, oh, I was throwing up. You know, I, I had some bad tandoori chicken. <laughs> and, uh, and I'm like, no, you didn't. I've been around long enough to know what you were doing in there. <laughs> okay. But yeah. All right, fair. Um, okay, so how many bars have you worked in, do you think? In your, what, 20, 20 plus years? 
about 10 or so, I guess. Yeah? Yeah. What's the one you worked at the longest? Probably Wax. Yeah, how long were you there? About four years, five years. Okay. How was it? I think so. The next longest one, I guess, would have probably be uh, Flying Dog and Rev. Yeah. Cause you're, you're at the Flying Dog and Rev for a long time. Probably, that was. Probably more than four maybe years. Maybe that was longer. Yeah. I think that would be longer, but I think you're also at Wax longer. Cause I was at Wax. Yeah, longer than that, and I left just before you. Yeah, Jeffy's call sign was half breed back then. Half breed? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Because, <laughs> yeah, he was half security, half beer runner. Busser. I busser? Yeah. You were busser? Yeah. Where? I don't know. I started at Elements. They wouldn't hire me as security. Why not? I have no idea. Oh, okay. So I started off just busing. Interesting. Like my when I went in for an interview uh, with Fred, who's managing at the time. Uh, uh, yeah, it, I came in just before open. I'm like, I'm here to talk to Fred, and he came by and went, "Yeah, just stand there. I'll be back in a minute." And I literally stood there the entire night waiting for him. And he'd come back to go, "Oh yeah, just a minute. I got to deal with something." Okay, and I stood there the entire night waiting at coat check. And they went, all right, you, you waited. All right, yeah, come back next week. I'm like. So he's testing you? Yeah. Huh. And I came back and I don't know whatever reason it was, but they didn't have a security spot open or didn't want to, didn't trust me. This was, they didn't. When, when was this? This was probably 19 years ago by now. Oh, wow. Uh, maybe. Has it been that long? Yeah. Gotta think, because I haven't done security in about five years now, six years. So, yeah, I guess close to 20. Mm -hmm. Feeling old now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man, tell me about it. It was, yeah. I, it may have had to do with the guy that I went in with. Yeah. Because they didn't like him. He did co-check and like, uh, beer bin when it was all ages. Yeah. Like, they didn't like him. He thought he was a stupid kid. So they probably went, now this, this idiot's friend just wants a job. We don't really want him, but whatever. He's a big guy. Maybe he'll get punched in the face or something. So they started me off as a busser. Okay. And I remember I got like a medium staff shirt that like came halfway up my arms, didn't cover my belly. And I did a few few weeks of that, they gave me another one. And then maybe five, six months of busing. Nah, not even. Maybe a month or two of busing. They finally talked to me and like, so you still want to be scared? I'm like, yeah. I don't exactly want to walk around just busing. And they finally gave me a security shirt. Huh. Actually, I think Fred tested me the same way too because I was working in Cambridge and my roommate at the time, he suggested I go and check out Wax and apply. And I met Fred and JC and Fred asked if I had any experience. I said, well, I used to work at Sammy's Garage. 
you know, working in Cambridge, blah, blah, blah. And, but as soon as I said I worked at Sammy's, Fred didn't really want to hire me. He goes, okay, come back next week and we'll talk about it. <laughs> okay, so I went back next week. Fred's on vacation. <laughs> it's like, all right. So, yeah, I went back the week after that. And it's like, uh, hey, man, you told me to come back last week. You weren't here. What's going on? Yeah. Um, that's when Fred said, okay, you know, I'm going to put you at wax. You know, so I'd basically be out of his way type thing. And, yeah. And I guess, yeah, Fred was saying stuff behind my back, saying that I'm just some smart ass from Sammy's, blah, blah, blah. And, yeah. You know, trying to turn the guys against me, and it didn't work out in his favor. And I just went in and I did the job. Next thing you know, I had the guys respecting me, which Fred hated even more. Yeah. So. Interesting. Okay, what did he do? Was he like the manager? He was head of security at the time, but later on he became the manager at Elements. Gotcha. Which was, the company owned like a bunch of bars, restaurants downtown. Yeah. So security often ran between both bars if fights got bad enough. Right. You'd call them all, all security elements dance floor and all elements security go, as well as a handful of guys from Wax and vice versa if, if it got bad enough. Yeah. So it's kind of like the same like dog and Yeah, cat. for sure. Gotcha. Yeah. But uh, it got to be a regular thing at Elements where the one guy, he'd always be calling all security into the fire room. Okay. And we uh, we started taking bets of when he would make this call. And I guess Fred, he wanted in on it. And uh, the person who always did it, he had this really weird way of, you know, like the hand mic that's sitting on your shoulder. Yeah. It almost sounded like he was stuffing the whole microphone in his mouth. <laughs> Everything was just so... Garbled, just marbly, and yeah, all the security in the fire room, you know, and everybody would just go running, and we all knew who it was. And Fred, he wanted in on the bed, and he says, "Yeah, at eight thirty tonight, I'm gonna call for an all security in the fire room, and you guys won't know it's me. You just told us." <laughs> okay, which leads me to my next point. You know, we talked about last week that. Uh, you know, everyone always thinks that that we only do one job. Like, security is our only job that we do all week. Those, like, Friday, Saturday nights. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And they think that, I don't know, like, maybe we're robots. We get plugged in from Monday to, yeah. to Thursday. Um, but you probably heard, like, a lot of people give you the, you know, do you know who I am? Yeah. Okay. Perfect. So, like, we were discussing that. Um, like, I, I've heard the, a whole bunch of do you know who I am stories. What's your favorite do you know who I am story? Oh, man. It happens every so often. It happened to me at Sammy's. It actually happened to me at Rev where, you know, I know so-and-so. And that person is standing right beside me. It's like, oh, do you really? <laughs> You know, tell me how long you've known them. And they'll elaborate some stories like, nah, you don't know them. But yeah, we had a guy come in saying that he was your cousin. Yeah. Yeah. You were standing beside me talking to someone else and you didn't hear it. Oh, okay. It's like, it's like really? <laughs> <laughs> I 
but uh, man, I can't remember uh, the one Canadian track and field guy. It was funny where like Donovan Bailey, Donovan oh, Bailey, Jesus. That's it. The Jesus yes. incident. Yes. Okay. Jesus was the manager at uh, uh, Bobby O'Brien's at the time. Okay. You know, and I'm at the door, and one of my security girls, we had a bunch of people come up, and she asked to see their ID. And I wouldn't even bother because these guys are like in their 30s at the time. Yeah. And the one guy goes, Don't you know who this is? And she goes, No, that's why I want to see ID. Yeah. But yeah, they pulled out their ID. She just checked the age, and nobody at the front realized who it was. It was Donovan Bailey. Oh, yeah. An Olympic athlete. And I can remember when they went inside, we went back to our discussion, and there was even like one of the beat cops downtown there with us. He didn't recognize him either. And I get a call from uh, the manager. It's like, you know, did you just let in Donovan Bailey? Maybe. <laughs> and he goes, you let in Donovan Bailey. And I went back on the radio. Why? Is he on the barred list or something? <laughs> yeah. And he That's goes, a real security question. Yeah. 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 And he's like, Donovan Bailey's my hero and all this. Thank you. Thank and he's doing this on the radio. And I'm like, who? And I'm like, and we're looking around. And I said, isn't Donovan Bailey the, the Olympic runner? Yeah. And we all looked at each other. Nah, that wasn't him. <laughs> so. But then again, when I was working the bar the, the first night uh, in Cambridge, I can't remember the name of the place. It was Chris was running the play of the show. McClutchy. Oh, okay. And my first night there, they put me on door by myself because they didn't have enough guys. Is that, and is that which part? Sammy's? Not oh, Sammy's. Like downtown the Green Cambridge. Parrot or something? I can't Fiddler's remember. Green. That one? It used to be the old post office. Yeah. It had like multi-levels, big patio back. It's actually a nice setup. Gotcha. But yeah, Big Sugar was uh, playing live that night. Sugar Daddies. <sighs> big that Sugar. No, not Sugar Daddies. No. It'll okay. come to me at like four in the morning. <laughs> but uh, yeah, like I saw these guys unloading their stuff at the side door. I'm IDing guys. Yeah. And then there were no guys in line anymore. And these three guys tried to walk in the front door and I asked them for ID. And they're like, don't you recognize who we are? No. And they, didn't, and they just started giggling and they showed me their IDs and I let them in. Yeah. And Chris came out like five, five, ten minutes later. It's like, did you just ID the band? And I said, why did the band come in the front door? They were loading at the side door like 15 minutes ago. Yeah. But yeah. I've had these little interactions with bands and DJs and mm -hmm. MCs in the past. Uh, oh, yes. You know, I remember there was a time at the revolution where... You saw you saw you spotted somebody and you're like they're drunk, and then I forget who it was, but it was some like EDM DJ night. He's like he's drunk, he's got to go. And I was like, I was like that guy was on stage. He's like, how am I supposed to know this after you already kicked him out and like yelled at him outside? And I was like, uh, that I guy may was have on that. stage. I can remember being told to uh, go to the purple room and get one of the a DJ, and they named him. I can't remember who it was. But yeah, I had no idea, you know, and they said, tell him to pack his stuff and bring him out to the front because Gary wanted to talk to him. Yeah. 
But yeah, he had like a bottle of vodka in his bag that he was, you know, handing out free drinks to his friends. Oh, okay. When it was the purple room, when they, they did like their techno yeah, trance their techno yeah, nights. So yeah, I got to kick him out, and he got fired that night. So that's fair. Okay. Um, you know, I guess one one thing. Um, how do you? How did you meet Jeff? Through bouncing, working on wax. At wax. Yep. So you were there first, and then Jeff came after, or? I think we got hired roughly the same time. The same I time, probably. I was just across the street at Elements. Yeah. And then I got smart and I shipped across to Wax when I could. Hmm. Yep. Okay. Wax got really busy. Um, they were having issues because they were getting having a lot of fights each night. Right. And after being there for like about three, four weeks, and every night I was getting into like, you know, five, six fights a night. And I noticed pretty quick that it was always with the same guys. And I brought it up uh, after work one night. Why are you guys letting these same clowns back in? Okay. And they all paused. And Josh was there and Colin and, and Cooper. And they all stopped and looked at each other. And Sean Johnston, he was there. And it's like, what do you mean? We don't have to let them back in. I said, no, you can bar them. And that's when they created the barred list. All of a sudden their fights just dropped to next to nothing. And Wax became like a really, like a, you could go there without, you know, any risk of getting, you know, beat up or anything. Right. So yeah, it got really busy. They actually had to like make a, like a waiting room because the, the lineup was so long. Okay. And again, they came to me, it's like, you know, you worked at Sammy's, what did they do? So yeah, I told them about the system that they had. Yeah. Where they would just divert people downstairs where they could have like a couple drinks type thing and wait till they get up to the main floor. Oh, okay. So yeah, they did the same thing at Wax. They just ran people up the, the back stairwell. Same as Rev and, and Dog. Yeah. We could, you get your number and then keep checking in and eventually go upstairs or over. Oh yep. yeah, through the through door. Through the through door, yeah. It. Yeah, yeah, okay. But yeah, they were doing uh, pretty good business there. Hmm. And yeah, they needed more security guys, and that's when they brought Jeffy over. Gotcha. Do you do you remember when you first met me? Mel's Diner. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah, we actually met at Mel's Diner. Um, yeah, I, it was interesting. Yeah, so we we met there. Um, one thing we we talked about last week as well is the the like allure of Mel's Diner of after. So what is your experience with Mel's Diner? Man, I loved it there. Your chocolate peanut butter milkshake? Chocolate peanut Your butter Oreo, Oreo milkshake. Oreo, yeah, that's what it was. And uh, yeah, there were a few times where you'd solve their problems with people who didn't want to pay their bill or just dine and dash, but yeah, still my favorite night, I was there with the guys from Sammy's. And uh, I guess some guy came in, or just a few guys and they had a rough night and the one guy was still angry and he got roughed up somewhere we don't know where yeah and he came in effing security this effing security if i see an effing security guy again i'm gonna kick his butt and blah 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 yeah yeah 
You know, meanwhile, I was, I was there this night. Yeah. At that yeah. time of the night, there had to be like two thirds to three quarters of us were all security because everybody met there. Yeah. And the place just went quiet and all the security guys stood up. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, oh. <laughs> and they just kind of quietly slipped out the door. Yeah. Same sort of thing as when the guy came in saying he's, he just beat up some security guard out back. Yeah. And everyone goes, oh, really? Did you? Well, fun fact. <laughs> yeah, that place was good. It wasn't good. It was good. As you mentioned, you always get sick after. 100%. You feel horrible. But again, you go for the people. You go to talk to sure. your friends from the other bars. And yes. See yeah. how their night went. Yep. So, like, I think with Mel's Diner, it was kind of like our brotherhood. That was like our place that we all met and shared all of our stories of the night. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Doesn't matter where you were from. And then also like, like that's how I met you. And then we started talking and then more like then, it's kind of like you build like courtesy before the other, mm -hmm. the other bouncers around. Cause you'd be like, oh, okay, you're from here. Fine. Yeah. Like you, I'll let you in here. And then when I come yeah, to yours. Yeah, courtesy and work yeah. all the way around. You get to figure out who everyone is. All the new people are starting and you notice they're bouncing around. You know, eventually they're going to end up at your bar. Yeah. Yep. You already know who they are. You get the reputation of them. You know, whether you, you want to work with them or be like, don't hire this guy. Yeah. I can remember the one night going into Phil's uh, grandson's place. It was just one Sunday night with a bunch of the staff from Wax and Elements. And I went to the end of the bar where I recognized one of the bartenders and we just started chatting. Next thing you know, I had security from other bars coming over, and some of these guys I had no idea where they who they were, but they knew me, and I'm like, yeah. that's the one of the weirdest things. Yeah, I've had that happen too. Yeah. Where it's like you're walking by and you're getting that nod of like respect, and you're like, okay, what's up, man? I'm good. How are you? Good. Have a good night. Thanks. It's like, hey, okay. It's like, did did I beat you up before? Now you're scared or? Do <laughs> you somehow know yeah. who I am? Like, yeah. This, I haven't been around for 15 years. I've been doing it that long. True. But it's... How do you know me? I can remember being at Phil's where we saw in the back room uh, two security guys. They're back there by themselves and they're talking to some drunk guy. And this guy's friends kind of like formed a circle around the security guys. And we basically, even though we weren't, we were just patrons at the time. Yeah we basically formed a circle around those guys and just kind of like just tapped them on the shoulder and just mm -mm, not a good idea yeah meanwhile you got the guy in the middle who's getting all emboldened because he's got all his buddies surrounding the two security guys yeah you know but we just shoot all these guys away and it's just us standing in a circle now yeah you know with the two security guys in the middle and they sit they see what happened yeah so yeah they let this guy do his his spiel and it's like, oh, gotta take out the back way now. Yeah. Oh, that's fair. So, okay. The good old days. Yeah. Things were different back in, in the wax days. They were, but you can throw a little more punches, but some punches didn't need to be thrown. Isn't Correct. that right, Mindy? I don't know about that. <laughs> Thomas, what, what's your, your take on Man deep in his 
his throwing of punches. Listen, I I just like to preface this by it wasn't my fault. Is that, oh, someone else took your arm and then punched somebody in somewhere? the Okay, fine. Go ahead and tell your version of the story. Go ahead. My version of the story. What you remember of this story. I remember taking out that one crackhead. Yeah, the guy from like Afghanistan or something. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, we had our little thing outside the door. Yeah. And we tripped on the like those just those two steps. They were horrible steps because they were they like were so I, long. They were long and they were like not the not same height. Even, yeah. So you'd always yeah. trip on them. I've tripped on them so many times. Yeah. But yeah, I can remember falling. I had this guy in a headlock and falling down. Yeah. And we're kind of like, I'm sort of on top, but not all the way. And I wanted to like get on top and mount him. <laughs> okay. That's not as bad as it sounds. But yeah, I can remember like I was about to kick my left leg over. And all of a sudden there's this tremendous blow to my testicles. And it knocked the wind out of me. And I still had this guy in the grip. And I can remember looking up to see where this came from. And there's Mandeep, my partner, winding up for another haymaker, you know, in the same spot. And I'm like, what are you doing? It's me. Listen, you know when, like, when you watch cartoons and there's the big puff of smoke and there's limbs everywhere? That's what I saw. Yeah, I was wearing black pants. He was wearing jeans. Yeah, but you're all rolling around together. You rolling? Got, they were rolling. laying there. No. He wasn't moving. He, the guy was like struggling. He was flopping maybe a little. He was flopping, yeah, but but yeah. not enough to be rolling around where you're gonna miss a punch or something. Listen, I was trying to save you. <laughs> Thank you. You're trying to save him from some five foot two little dancing Monica husband? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I totally yeah. forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah. what is your version of the story then, Mandy? If you say, okay, everything's going on and flopping around to the point of you gotta throw this haymaker to a dick. Okay, so this is what I remember. So he was in Flying Dog and we're coming out the doors mm -hmm. and he was just saying a whole bunch of stuff to Donus. Yeah. And I was like, okay, like whatever, I'm just walking. And oh. then, uh, what's that? Well, he did headbutt me in the face inside and he bit my hand. Correct. Yeah, so he was already fighting inside and then we were just getting about because he had a whole bunch of friends inside as well. Oh, yeah. So there's more stuff already happening inside. Yeah. And the other guards are dealing with that where Donus and I were dealing with this one guy. So, so as we're leaving, then he's just now just chirping. And, and you know, everyone chirps. I get it. Just you don't know what else to do. So that's what you're going to do is just chirp. But this guy, I swear he was like on PCP or something, because he had, he was ridiculously strong. He just kept moving and it was just hard to hold him down. So finally we got him out the door. And then that's when he started turning his attention to me and started like, because he, he spoke a different language, but one that I could kind of understand a little bit. Mm -hmm. So he was just saying like, your mother this, your dad this, like, and then I was like, okay, like you need to stop. He said like stuff like, yo, your mom has a penis. And I was like, this, <laughs> like when you say it in English, it's hilarious. But like in, in that language, it's like offensive. So, and then. Well, it's kind of offensive in, in English as well. Just so you know. If I, yeah, but, but I mean like, it's like one of the worst things you can say. Oh, okay. 
it's not the worst thing you say in English if your mother has a penis. That's just funny. <laughs> but but it, right, so then it just escalated. Um, and then I remember him just going at you. And then that's how you tumbled down the stairs. And then I was just trying to stop him and, and grab him. And then that's how this And you're like, happened. all right, my mother has a penis. I'm going to make sure you never use yours. And you clobbered a name for one. You know, like it was, it was, it was a bad judgment at the time, but, but, um, at least he was safe. I didn't hurt a patron. Yeah, exactly. You didn't hurt the patron. I think most of us would rather you hurt the patron a little than punch your partner in the dick. Okay, to to be fair, huh? Okay. To, to be fair, five years later, you got me back. I did. So we're even. And I warned you. You did. I didn't think you'd do it in front of my entire family because now they hate you. But <laughs> that's, that's okay. <laughs> the Christmas party is a little, maybe an ill time to do it, but. Yeah. Definitely a surprise for him. Yeah, because I was like, no, like he's not going to do it from my family. Nope, he definitely did. So, we even? <laughs> sure. <laughs> sure. So, okay, but that that's how I saw that incident. I'm not sure if I trust his shirt. It but, sounds like you still got like a wedgie coming or something. Oh, yeah. I was just thinking of that one. Wait, I never wedged anybody. Uh, I have. <laughs> oh, do you, tell. You know how I'm kind of known for like some hot keto throws of sorts? Oh, yes. Yes, you definitely are. He was more known for the wedgies. Okay. Um, yeah. Do tell. The, the first one was at the lax where we're taking some big guy down and he ripped my shirt and I was not impressed. And yeah, there turned out to be like four of us holding him down, or five of us. Okay. And there was still a fight happening on the other side of the bar, by bar one. And I asked the guys, is it okay? You know, they had him and they nodded. And just before I left, I, re I had my gloves on and I happened to see his underwear sticking out of his crack. And it just occurred to me to do this. So I, I bent over and I said, you ripped my shirt, you bastard. And I reached up and I grabbed his underwear and I ripped it all the way up to his head. Wow. <laughs> and the other guys were laughing. I went and I dealt with the other fight and that's, and it was funny because police came in, they ran to the other fight on the, the dance floor. Yeah. They were dealing with the guy at the top of the stairs with us. And as we're talking to this guy the police were dragging the other guy in cuffs past us and down the stairs and he was yelling who ripped my underwear over and over again <laughs> and all the cops and security guys are looking at each other because this is a whole new set of security guys who didn't know what I did gotcha they're like who ripped his underwear <laughs> and I'm like oh did you like get it over his head like an atomic wedgie i got it up to his shoulders i didn't pull it over his head though that'd be the word that's gross <laughs> but yeah i've done it to a few people <laughs> so that was your signature move is the wedges. well I, I see it as a psychological thing because when people when they're leaving and they're chirping away yeah you know i'm gonna do this to you i'm gonna do that to you wait till we're on the street okay that's gonna earn you a wedgie because if something happens, yeah, I'm gonna give it to you, and I'm gonna—it it psychologically implants it in your brain yeah. of what I did. Gotcha. And I could have done more. 
Okay. So, like, I could honestly care less if people were chirping off to me. You know, you're this, you're that. I've been called everything. Oh, yes. You have the funniest names people called you. Oh, yes, indeed. But, uh, yeah. And I've said to guys, it's like, you can tell your friends you put me in the hospital. I don't care. Just go home. Yeah. You know, and things like that. It's like, just go. It's not going to end well. That's true. Well, yeah, when you get these guys threatening you, you know, on, you know, outside the bar type thing, it's like, okay. This way you put that seed in their brain. So if you're walking down the street, you can see people walking yeah. to the other side of the road. It's like, eh, I don't want to talk to him. That's fair. Um, so, so, which leads to a good point. Um, so, like, being at work, why did you, okay? Why did you stay as being a security guard for so long? Hmm. I don't know. I just I liked the crew. It was like a family, a camarader, camaraderie. Yeah. Boy, my mouth's starting to get dry. Um, yeah, it's just part of the brotherhood. You're looking out for your friends more than the business of anything. Yeah. And after a while, it's like, nah, I'm getting too old for this shit. So. True, like you're putting in 20 years is, is a lot of time. Like, like Jeff says that too. Is it's like you're more there to hang out with your friends. Yeah, that's what it, it was anywhere you went. And that's what everyone always sticks around for. What he does, a couple years. Yeah, it's because, like we said before, it's not working. It's you're hanging out with your friends for a few hours, mm -hmm. and you gotta make some stories in between, throwing some people out. Yeah, like you become a member of a team and. Then when a couple of the few guys who are key members of the team leave, you want to leave with them. Yeah, yeah. it throws the whole dynamic off. Yeah. It's, it's not the same, it's... The whole energy just feels different. Yeah. And I can remember when uh, Josh and the guys, they left from Wax. Now, I was going to leave with them, but then they yeah. asked me to stay. And they were telling me that, you know, oh, so-and-so's in charge across the street, you know, this new guy. He's going to need your help running the bar. Okay, I'll stay. You know, gotcha. and I tried to keep it going for a couple of years type thing. And yeah. But then after a while, it was just like an uphill battle there. And after that, that's when you came to Rev? I think I went to 140 for a bit. Then I went oh, to yeah. Taboo. So that same old plaza. Same old plaza. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then they had the fire. Yeah. And I was actually working... I only worked for, uh, I can't remember his name, Brent Campbell. Brent, you went to Bolt. Yeah, I was, a little bit. I was just there helping one of my buddies that I knew from Sammy's. He was the head of security there. At Bolt? At Bolt. And yeah, I was helping them out just a couple nights a week type thing. Yeah. And yeah, that got to be interesting too. But yeah, I guess he didn't like the competition and he burned down Taboo. And Which burned down the original Mel's Diner. Mm -hmm. Yep. Right down the whole plaza. Well, yeah. half the plaza. Yeah. Such a big place and only one firewall in there. Yeah. I remember, because I was up north at the time, and I remember hearing about that and being like, what the hell? Yeah. A single tear goes down your face. Yeah. yeah. Like, as much as I don't like Mel, it's like, damn, that's... Yeah. A lot of my nights were spent there. Yeah. Like, on my mornings. Sure. Yeah. I can remember driving down university on the way to work and... It's like, oh, what's happening up ahead? Holy snap, like, geez, yeah, all the fire. it's gone. I remember that, yeah. It was just like all of a sudden. 
Some people say the people at Mel's Diner burned it down because a lot of like the photos and stuff off the walls were taken down before the fire started. Really? Yeah, so it was a big conspiracy. They said like that there was like uh, the people who owned Mel's Diner set it on fire mm -hmm. just trying to get insurance money because they couldn't afford it anymore. Yeah. I don't know how because it was always busy. Yeah, it always was, yeah. Which doesn't make sense, but, but all like one day someone said that they like were closed and they're taking out all the pictures and everything out, outside of it and then like later on that day it was on fire. Nah. Conspiracies. That place always made money and when the fire happened they opened up the second location. And then when the mall yeah. got rebuilt they reopened the first location again so. Yeah. I think they're doing pretty good. Yeah. People, they're also making a lot of money from your like famous milkshake that you got everyone hooked on. For free though. Mine Maybe you free. guys are free. I was going to say, like, I, if I ever got something like a milkshake or something, I never paid for it. And, like, I, I always got a staff, staff discount on my meals and everything. Interesting. I feel like I've been ripped off. <laughs> <laughs> I swear I've always paid. I don't think I ever got a discount on anything. You didn't flirt with them enough. No, that wasn't my thing. Well, it should have been. You could have saved so much money. Yeah. Like switching to Geico, you save fifteen percent. They're not not a sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um. So, like, in the show that we have here, we also like basically talk about everything that that goes on with security. So, like, we talked about like funny things and like camaraderie and like stories that we all share but there's also like a serious part of the job as well and you kind of touched on it is is like like fights that happen mm -hmm. right like what's like the the most serious fight you've seen happen or been a part of oh boy just one yeah like it obviously happens a lot like you know back in the day like just all the time everywhere You'd have like maybe four or five fights a night sometimes. That was like a quiet night. Yeah. Like four or five. Yeah. But man, um, I hate being involved in the fights where I have to spend like hours doing paperwork because the cops are waiting for it right there. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. But, uh, um, I think I broke a guy's thumb once. Oh, yeah. Oh. Except he was also high on drugs and probably didn't know. He like, did not put, know. Like you put him in a lock. I went to grab his hand, and he jerked. And next thing you know, I had his thumb. Then I felt it pop out of the socket. And it's like, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Like even the guy that was beside me, he heard the sound it made, and he made the face. <laughs> It's like, ooh. Yeah, and that quick glance at each other, like, oh no. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. That's not good. Yeah. Well, yeah, this guy, he still kept fighting. It's like, okay. But yeah, he got arrested and stuff. And it's like... Right. But, uh... And there was that one kid at Rev, I guess. I was taking him out on the one side, and I was yelling at him, what are you doing, yada, yada, and... Yeah. You were on the other side, and apparently that kid was bleeding out of the ear, and I didn't know. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, that, that, would, that would ruin his, his weekend for sure. You know, like, uh, back in the day as well, like when Revolution used to be packed, like, with 1,500 people, 
and then you'd have like a fight on the dance floor. Mm -hmm. And that's like when riser positions like really important. So they yeah. actually tell you where the fight is. Otherwise, you're just running into a crowd of people and not knowing where to yeah, go. Yeah, you're kind of staying there looking. It was easier for me because I could see over most people. Yeah. And kind of see like where the scuffle is. Otherwise, yeah, you're, you're looking for people on risers to be trying to point. Yeah. At least give you some direction or see what riser has gone to look to what area to go to. Yeah. I, uh, oh man. One time at Wax, I was like in between the bars against the back wall there. Yeah. And I saw a circle form just in front of the one bar. So I called, you know, Wax Security to the bar three or whatever it was. And I went like between the bars and I was going to go left. Next thing you know, there's two girls fighting in front of me. And I can remember picking up the one girl and putting her on my shoulder. And I'm still trying to get to where I think the initial fight was. Yeah. And I didn't realize the fight just kind of moved over and came to me. I was actually taking her back onto the dance floor. Mm -hmm. And I can remember thinking, man, this chick is heavy, but she is reaching down and hanging on to the other girl and pulling her hair. So I'm basically <laughs> providing the force for her. And I'm like, ooh. And yeah, we found like a patch of hair on the floor after that. And yeah. So, yeah. so many times I've seen that. Girl, gross. See, Sorry. Girl fights were the worst. Savage. They're yeah. savage groups. That was the first fight I ever gotten into was two girls going at it. Yep. And I remember <clears throat> first fight, so I didn't know, didn't think of things. And I went in and I just kind of put my arms across their shoulders, trying to pull them apart as they were bending down, like pulling hair and fighting. And I remember one bit my forearm. So like all of a sudden there's a forearm in her face and she bit it. And I remember just like on balking her, just like elbow to the forehead, trying to get her like let go. And that was one thing like I always stuck with me is never do that. Never put your arm from someone's face like that. No. Because who knows what they're gonna do. That was like the one thing I always remembered. It's like don't stick your arm down there. I learned that too. I was at Taboo and I was over by VIP and I'm basically wanting, making sure they don't take their bottles on the dance floor. Yeah. But it was uh, an Asian crowd and they all seemed to be getting along perfectly. All of a sudden there's yelling to my left and like about six feet away it's just an anthill of little people trying to crawl on top of each other. So I signal the guys with my light to come because we didn't have radios. Yeah. Now, I step off my box. I reached in and all of a sudden there's this little Asian girl. She bit on my forearm and she would not let go. Mm -hmm. And like at the end of the night, it looked like someone inserted like a ping pong ball under my skin. But she didn't break the skin. It was awesome. Mm -hmm. it was, oh. But she wouldn't let go. <laughs> I got a little angry and I started, I grabbed her and I started pushing her out. Next thing you know, there were two guys and another Asian girl yeah. trying to stop me from pushing her out, even though she's still biting me. And I just basically, I went arms wide open and I pushed all four of them out and all the security guys, cause I was a little excited at the moment. And the security guys at the end of the night, it's like, wow, you get angry. <laughs> I'm like, look what she did. And yeah. you can still, still see the teeth marks. It's like, it's like she injected something under my skin. Yeah, mine was the same way. Yeah. It just, 
didn't break the skin thankfully but it puffed yeah and it, it looked really bad like it looked like a weird snake bite or like yeah. spider bite or something mm. yeah yeah like mine was like rising above the skin it's like what did she put in there yeah like all that alcohol should like kill any germs in your mouth but no it's, mm. it's, it's, i think i think i've only been bit once but it's you're not delicious like a chicken wing, I guess. No. I've been bit like four or five times. I think she was like on something and thought I was chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> so, but you know what? Okay, so one thing I've noticed is, as well, working with you is like, in general, you're a pretty quiet guy. Mm -hmm. Just like I am. But as working as security, sometimes it brings out other things. Like, Like, I've seen you get ridiculously mad at people before. Oh please! Like I have, I've seen I've seen you like yell and and like that's the adrenaline coming up, right? Eh, I think we all kind of get to a point where stuff's not happening, and I'm tired of it, so I'm gonna yell. And if I start yelling, like there's a reason for it. I can raise my voice, and people are are aware. I'm a little perturbed, but if I start yelling. That's past the point. Yeah. So, so I know with me personally, I get really mad. I'm, I'm sure you guys have seen me yell at somebody before, um, but but there there has been times that I got so far, like they pushed me so far that I got so mad that I forgot how to speak English and I was yelling at them in Punjabi. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I've not been around for never that. Never done that, but. I, now I would like to get you to that point. <laughs> I don't know how I'm going to do this. That's happened. It's like something like snapped inside, and I just started just yelling at them in Punjabi. And like I don't know what you're saying, and I was like, ah, <laughs> just. We we had the system at Wax where if someone was doing the the talking for security, yeah, and they're getting too excited or too loud, yeah, their partner would do the bum tap. The bum tap. You know, you just tap their bum and you switch guys. Because the guy who's like watching and observing, yeah. he's usually more under control. Right. But there have been nights where there have been like, actually I think four of us at the front and one guy's talking and he gets the bum tap. While he's calming down, the second guy's getting all riled up. Third guy comes and does the bum tap. <laughs> then the fourth guy comes and does the bum tap to him. Then the first guy, he's calmed down now. He taps number four. Yeah, it's just, it's just like... We're just down a, the line. Just a circle. circle. Yeah. Okay. Um, Some people just bring out the worst in you. You try to be yeah, everyone, but like, they, they just can't understand and they can hit all everyone's buttons. Yeah. So one of my buttons was, so people could call me whatever. Like, I didn't care. Like, call me an asshole, a jerk, or douchebag and I didn't care mm -hmm. but the one there's like one word you could say and I would just lose it I would, I would get so angry and there's only time was if somebody called me a pecky yeah <laughs> I can't I can't remember a few times that's that's happened yeah and like I, I remember like times that I've lost it and I'm just like I am born here like I'm, I'm not from yeah. Pakistan if anything I'm from India and then just like losing my mind over this lip. It seems like a little thing, but it was just my button. Yeah. And I don't know why. Did, did you have a button? 
Yep. <laughs> yeah. I lost my cool out wax one time where we caught a guy peeing inside. Okay. And Sergeant James was there. And Colin, it was his last night. He didn't want me to stir things up. He wanted like a paper-free night at the end of the night. Yeah. No reports. But yeah, I took this guy out and he's still hanging around the front door. And I was irritated and Sergeant James could tell. And he asked me what's wrong and I told him. He's like, let's go talk to him. <laughs> so me and Sergeant James, basically Sergeant James stood back while I yelled at this guy and screamed in his face. Because peeing inside in the bar just grosses me out. Yeah. And I can remember the one time at Rev where we found uh, a guy who was peeing on car doors. Ugh. And like on the handles. And it was disgusting. Yeah. That grossed me out and I lost it. And we're like inside or just in front of Flying Dog. Yeah. But I can remember Cody at the end of the night. It's like I could hear you like where he was, where, yeah. where he was wanting. Now, he's just inside the door. He said, I was drowning out the music. I was yelling so loud. <laughs> And I was like, right up to this guy's ear, I must have blown his eardrum. Yeah. Yeah, I don't like that. Okay. It's rude. It's, it's just, it's just I, I don't blame you. Yeah, it's not something I, I would enjoy. Yeah. I wouldn't like to go in my car after and be like, What's what this? is this? Yeah. Why is my handle wet? Ooh, it's sticky. Yeah. yeah. Sticky? Your pee is sticky? Hmm? What? You need to hydrate. <laughs> okay. I pass a lot of sugar. <laughs> Guess I'm glad I drive a truck and you'd really have to like get a good stream going to get that angle. <laughs> I'm, I'm safe now. Bring a four foot step ladder. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Do, do you have a hot pot, Jeff? <sighs> I don't think so. No. I might, but I can't think of anything that really sets me off. No. Yeah, I think throughout the years it's really gone down. And nowadays, you can definitely say anything you want to me. I've heard it all. It doesn't bother me. But even back then, I don't think I've have anything you'd say. I think it was more of an action that would cause me to go off. So, like, if you hit someone I was working with, you hit a girl, you grabbed a girl, pushed a girl. I'm gonna go off. That was a big one. If someone hit a girl, yeah, I would lose it. Yeah, same with like, you hit me in the dick. Uh, uh I don't like that. Even as like joking around, I didn't like that. That's fair. Um, I the one time I actually got jumped by six guys. Oh, okay. But uh, I walked past a group of guys, and it was the birthday boy who was drunk. And his friends who seemed to be sober said, you know, we're just going to let him finish his drink, you know, and yeah. we'll, we'll take him out of here. Okay. Fine. Not even two minutes goes by. He's starting something with someone else on the floor. Oh, yeah. And I went over there and I separated the two guys and I pushed the one guy away and I turned to birthday boy and he punched me in the face. Hmm. And that's when I said, Hey man, you better not, and whack, he hit me again in the face. And that's when, I'm not saying I snapped, but I said, that's it. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, 
I was basically fighting with two guys in front of me and four guys were on my back, but I already called for security for help. Yeah. And uh, yeah, they pulled four guys off my back. You know, it got, it, it was just crazy because like with so many guys hanging on to you, no one can do anything. It's just too crowded. Yeah, everyone's fighting against each other. Yeah. But as soon as they got the guys off my back, because I had my arm ready to go, yeah, and one guy was just hanging onto my arm to make sure I could do anything. Gotcha. You know, and I had the birthday boy in my left hand, and I was using him as a shield to bat off this <laughs> other guy. Yep. You know, but as soon as they got the guys off my back, I could actually do something. And yeah. So yeah, he he didn't have a good night. He got thrown out and barred. Hmm, okay. But at least it wasn't a groom on his, the eve of his wedding, gotten into a giant brawl, broken nose, black eye. <laughs> Where was this? This was at Wax. Oh. Was this the, the bus load? Yep. Oh, yes. Okay. Yeah, we had to do police reports on that one. Oh, yeah. So what happened? Uh, pretty standard of... Actually, I find it funny because we all had to go and watch a seminar, attend this thing, and basically it was like, you know, this expert talking for 15 minutes, this expert, expert talking about, you know, whatever, yeah. for 15 minutes. And it was a lawyer talking for two hours, all the ways they can screw you and sue you later. Oh. And he brought up all these cases where if you don't step in where a person is uh, overindulging, and if they go and do something, you're held, you're going to be held accountable. Oh. You know, and he was saying at this that uh, um, like keg parties and uh, bar hopping trips are basically invented by lawyers to sue bars. Really? And sure enough, it's like the following week. <laughs> Here comes a whole busload of guys. It turns out to be one of the regulars from Elements wants to go out. Um, he wanted to go into Elements, him and his brother. But the majority of the guys on the bus were his dad. And he has uh, biker connections. So there's a lot of Hells Angels on there. They didn't want to go into Elements. They wanted to go into Wax. So we let them in. Gotcha. And I think it was the brother that caused issues on the dance floor or something. Yeah, it wasn't the groom at first. He just yeah. ended up with the brunt of it, I think. The groom tried to step in, I think. Yeah. But then when we were taking them out, and police knew these guys, so there was a police presence at the bar, and all the other HA guys came out on the courtyard. Oh, gotcha. And... The kid's dad, he started getting in this one sergeant's face and he took a poke at him. And the sergeant took him down on the ground there. And all of a sudden later on, it's like this guy was saying, oh, the police assaulted me and, you know, my, sh my shoulder is sore, I can't blah, blah, blah. And right. So yeah, we all had to make, uh, sit with uh, SIU and give reports of what happened. Very detailed reports. Oh yeah. Like, it was hours at the end of the night worth of like one report. Really? Like it, it wasn't like a little fight. 
if you know wax and like that whole like front courtyard, that whole thing was just engulfed with people. Yeah. It was like you're fighting with the same guy for 15 minutes until enough cops came and got everything under control and arrested everybody. Yeah. So you've, you've been in a lot of fights, I assume, over your time. I'm sure you have as well. Were you there the night the guy got tased? Narrow it down. Um, I've been around for many taser names. I've almost been tased myself. The side street up the hill? Yeah, you were there. Uh, Sergeant James, some other guy, and the, the female sergeant mm -hmm. were trying to apprehend the one subject. Yeah. Oh, and he got tased and started running around. Yeah. But, yep. And I can remember in my head, this is the first time I've ever, ever seen anybody getting tased. And she pulled it out and she lit it up on his chest and she's warning him. And he's calling her on, so she fired. And in my brain, I'm thinking, yes! Because <laughs> he hit the ground. I'm, I'm thinking, this is cool. But I guess one of the prongs came out. Oh. So he got up and started running. And I'm like, no! <laughs> and yeah, he ran like a gazelle. Yeah. Like, dodge, diving everyone, like trying to tell oh, yeah. them. Like cable still attached. Is... Yeah, cable attached and the, the taser is like bouncing around behind him. Well, yeah. Saw him run down to King Street and he hooked a left and then you see a bunch of cops chasing him that way and I'm thinking, yeah, he's gone. Oh, well. Yeah. And like not even 20 seconds, 30 seconds maybe goes by. Apparently he turned around and came running back up the hill with all the cops behind him and one of our guys took him down. Oh. He just kind of stuck his leg out, like, he pretended like he wasn't going to do anything and then, like, tripped him. Yeah, and he broke his ankle doing it. Yeah. But yeah, he tripped him. Uh, this guy was getting arrested. And basically, there were, I think there were about 10, 15 cops and about 20 security forming a ring around them. And a whole lot of black people that were upset. A little mob almost. And yeah, they outnumbered us, and they're angry. And hmm. Yeah, that was an interesting night. Yeah, that was one of Spencer's first nights, and I remember he just kept looking back, and he's beside me, like, "Don't look at them. Worry about these guys in, Worry front, about of in us. front of you." Yeah. And then he kept looking back, and I kept slapping the shit out of him, like, "Look forward. Don't look back. Yeah. You're not good. Nothing's gonna happen behind you. The danger's in front of you." Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that was an interesting one. And I can remember, like, even some of the, the seasoned experienced guys, because they basically shut the door to Elements of Wax, mm -hmm. locked the doors. Yeah. And you got, like, the, the seasoned guys, you know, okay, everybody head back to the bar. And I'm on the radio, no, stay where you are. It's like... You're not leaving all these cops, like... You're not stranding the cops. Yeah. You know, the cops, they're looking out for you all the time. It's, we're not worried about what's going on in the bar right now. It's the end of the night. It's basically flushing everyone out. Yeah. We're, we're okay here. Yeah. I feel more safer here oh, yeah. than walking through all these all these guys. Yeah. Fair. But yeah. Strange things have happened at the end of the night too. So. Yeah. Probably the worst things always happened at the end of the night. Well, some you know, like a lot of times I remember. Like just like getting my stuff to re ready to go, like just to gonna get to go to my car, and then like people that you like kicked out earlier in the night came back, came back for their car, and, yeah, and started fights in the parking lot with other people. 
you have to like drop your stuff and go deal with that yeah. even when you're punched out so those are interesting yeah oh yes sorry i'm having a flashback to uh yeah clearing out the bar at elements that one time where i guess they kicked the guy out for smoking inside and he was waiting for his friends up front and they're clearing out the bar inside and part of our job from wax was to go over there and keep people moving from uh like down the street gotcha otherwise it just you get too many people congregating in front of elements and people just can't get out right so yeah we keep people moving and we asked this guy to move and he refused and the beat cops that were nearby they they're like being polite with the guys like hey man they, they asked you to move you don't want to be trespassing now yeah you know he's like no you can't do this i'm not on the property well if you're on or about the property you're trespassing so yeah they put the cops in a, in a predicament where they just shrugged the shoulders okay give me your id and they started giving him a ticket for trespassing while this was happening one of the elements guys came out and says i know that guy i kicked him out for uh, uh smoking inside and his the cop's partner asked will you make a statement to that effect and he goes certainly i will so they're giving him a second ticket for smoking inside now this guy is really ticked off yeah you know but now he moves down a bit and his friends come out yeah and he's down at the one, uh, corner away from elements but we're all out there and he's he's telling his friends about how he got two tickets just for waiting outside <coughs> blah 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 and he goes i'll show you what i'm gonna you know he, bit, he took the two tickets, held them up in the air, and he ripped them in little pieces and threw them on the ground. <laughs> you know, and the same cop who wrote the first two tickets goes, ID, please. He goes, what are you doing? You know, ticket for littering. And he's like, really? <laughs> really? And it was just so funny because the officer dropped his ticket book on the ground and the buddy there goes, ha ha ha, you dropped your ticket book. And he picked up and he goes, no, I dropped your ticket book. <laughs> so, yeah. Fair. That was funny. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there's always so many funny stories from like years of working at clubs and, and bars. And they don't, you don't think of them until something like this jogs your memory and then they yeah. all come out. Speaking of which, the one time I was at the Rev, and uh, you came over to me and you handed me a toonie. Why did you hand out toonies? <laughs> <laughs> I believe it was because at Wax we had a tradition, if you are ejecting someone, and it's typically girls that cry, but sometimes you can make guys cry too. Yeah. But yeah, if you make a patron cry during an ejection, yeah. Nearest security guy has to pay you two two bucks, and you made someone cry, so I paid you two bucks. Yeah, so oh, weird yes. tradition we brought over that. Yeah, kind of confused a lot of people at, at the start. Yeah, yeah, people would take the toonie and look at us it. like, "What's this for?" I'll tell you later. Yeah, <laughs> you sneak it in their pocket. And, what, what are you doing? Yeah, you'll figure it out. That was good, you know, like uh, just. Little little games that we used to play just to make the night go by faster. 
it would be more interesting. It's always good. Or yeah, even the games you play when you're doing ID and stuff. Drop the ID in the puddle mm -hmm. <laughs> and make the the patron pick it up. Yes. <laughs> uh, and the the rules are so simple. It's like, you know, you give me the ID, and when I hand it back to you, like hold out your hand, I have to touch your hand, then plop into the puddle in front of you. <laughs> oh, sorry. Next. Yeah. <laughs> and like blatantly stand there, stare at each other. You just look at the ID and wait for them to go pick it up. Like. Yeah. I'm not getting down there. I'm not picking That's it up. That's your ID. It's your ID. You touched it last. <laughs> and I think our best run, we did it to one guy, and his buddies are behind him in line laughing. They did it to the second guy, then the third guy, then they caught on. <laughs> did you go drop everyone's ID? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Well, that's fair. It's still our uh, Winjack's ID, our idea of having a guy with a white cane and uh, dark sunglasses at the front door. Yeah. You know, you pass the ID to him and he runs his fingers across it like it's braille. And he reaches <laughs> out and touches the guy's face. Okay, you're good. <laughs> I always did something like that because I can cross my eyes and it freaks people out. So whenever they would come up, I'd stare at their face really good, look at them, look at the ID for a second, come up and my eyes are all fucked up. <laughs> and staring at them like I don't think this is you yep and then you kind of glance at them really quick and they're like what yeah it's me your eyes are all messed up you can't tell and like you pass it off to someone else and like I don't think this is them and then they're like oh yeah it's good and then like you smack yourself in the head like pretend your eyes go back then you're like oh yeah cool and then you give it back to them <laughs> Meanwhile, they don't want to be like your eyes are messed up you can't see but that's really me because yep. then they can't go in so they just stand there like, uh, no, 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 that's me. Yes, yeah, uh, yeah, I don't know. One that I really liked was just like, you, you ask for their ID and you hold it and just stare. Stare at them for a minute or two. It makes them it's so uncomfortable. So, yeah. that they just tell you random things like, like oh, I've, I've had two drinks and this and I was like, you, just, you keep staring. Yeah. <laughs> and then like, what else are you gonna tell me? If you don't say anything, people will openly like just start spelling off information. They get so awkward. Yeah. I like being at the door and it's like 12, 30, 1 o'clock and you get like two or three guys coming up. You know, have you been drinking anyplace else? No. Bullshit. <laughs> like, what do you mean? We haven't been drinking anyplace else. If it was me at this time of the night, this would, would be like my third stop. Yeah, no, I wouldn't be going out now. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I think you guys have had a few. Let's be honest. Come on. Yeah. And if they're honest... I'll let them in, but if they're okay, yeah, <laughs> yeah, if they're okay. Usually, like they'll ask. Everyone's answer is always two. How many of you have? A, a couple, couple, yeah. Couple. How many is a couple? Yeah. How many is a couple? Eight. Your girlfriend's a whore, then. <laughs> <laughs> and you're a pervert. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was at Sammy's when they had like the the buffalo or whatever thing it was. Wilfred Laurier students coming through. Yeah. And the one guy, he's toasted. And I went up to him and his girlfriend's there. It's like, excuse me, how much have you had to drink tonight? And he goes, I've had 27 drinks. And he's all proud of it. And I'm like, really? And he looks at me like, uh-oh. Oh, I just 17? Mm -mm. <laughs> Time to go. Yeah. You know what was the worst? Or good, good for us, but the worst for the patrons that were coming in is when they did like the 12 bars 
and on the back of their shirts they had to mark off which ones they've had. Yeah. You know, like turn around for a second and they had like all of them Everything's done. Checked. Like you ain't coming in. Yeah, I don't think yeah. so. Not today, Satan. <laughs> <laughs> you sinner, repent. <laughs> yeah, those ones weren't weren't fun. That's true. Okay. Well, so Donus, thank you for coming on our show. We appreciate it. It's been a lot of fun. Pleasure's all mine. What do you think? Pretty painless. Yeah, you know, like once you start like talking about your stories, it's pretty easy. It just comes, they just flow. And there's so many stories. Yeah. Right? That's why we started doing this. You know, a lot of people ask like the lives, like what do we do as security guards? Or we're not just like, we don't just do security. We also have regular jobs as well. We do it more as like something we do for fun. Yeah. Isn't that the funniest thing though? When you're kicking someone out and it's like, oh, I used to love it when I'm with Jeffy. It's like, oh, you guys only make 12 bucks an hour. And we're both like, you got oh, a raise. I, I, I wish. wish I made 12 bucks an hour. Where do you make 12 bucks an hour? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, they just assume it's your only job. It's I true. don't know. It was always good. Yeah, so we do this now to like share our stories of what we've actually been through in all these years. Mm -hmm. And I think it's uh, good. Yeah. Anything else you want to say, Jeff? No, that's it for me. All right, Donus, thank you. Thank you again for coming on our show. And that's everything we got. Pleasure was all mine. Perfect. And I think you're pretty. <laughs> all right, see you guys next time.